Oh, baby. It's Monday night. I'm feeling good. It feels like fall here in North Carolina. Sitting over here with Jay Durrell. We've got a killer show for you guys tonight. We uh he's we've got Jay Durrell, a real, a real black man, weighing in on the three white men who weighed in on the Tupac murder. But you know, Jay Durrell, he came on the team because he was gonna be the face. Face against me all the time. And he's like, yo, I don't care what you put on the list that we're talking about tonight. I'm reacting to your show on Friday, which was a banger, by the way. But we're going to get his take on that. We also got uh, Phoenix, the city of felons. We've got an emotional support alligator trying to get into a baseball game. And Philadelphia fights back. All oh, this and more on tonight's Fire Stop. Monday, uncuffed. With comedians Jay Darrell White, Jay Darrell White, and Eric Tandy. We'll see you in a minute. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. It's <laughs> a bullshit. Oh, unmute your mic. It's muted. It's muted. Ow. Well, now it's not. Oh. Well, now it is. Is it? Can you hear uh-huh. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Shit. Okay. All right. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> y'all, you try to mute a brother. That's what it is. You ain't want a black man opinion on that bullshit y'all did Friday. <laughs> Where were you? You ain't invite me. You had school. Bullshit. You said you had college on, on Fridays. No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought you had school. No, nah, see, you thought, motherfucker. I'm glad you don't get paid to think. You'll be a broke motherfucker. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I saw that bullshit. You wearing a, a blue bandana tied up. You had it tied up. Man, you, 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 you didn't Did even I do it right? No. That's a <laughs> sissy way you had it done. It won't. That shit, you ain't look no gangster than anything. Man, Little kid to walk up and slap you in the face. You look like, hard. You won't looking hard. You can't toot your lips up with a bandana tied around your like, head, looking Chris like Rock you was hard, up. Dude. No, no. And then and I was like, what the, why he got on a bandana? And then I heard a little bit piss me off talking about Tupac, one of the greatest rappers to ever oh. rap. You're gonna have to convince me otherwise, dude, because all the evidence I saw from that show, he looks like a little bitch. I mean, he's a small dude, he ain't that big. His frame, I, I hell, probably soaking wet, he's like 150 pounds. He's probably yeah. about five, 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 six. He's not a big dude, you know. Everybody, talking about, oh, he got a washboard stomach, he's skinny, he's, <laughs> he's a bony dude. Motherfucker didn't eat a lot, he smoked a lot, yeah. drank a lot, but he did, he, he was a small dude. He he won't always gangster either. That's the thing. He won't always gangster. This motherfucker used to write poetry. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. saying. He went to the school of arts up in Maryland. So I he, know, you know. Like, the whole thing made me very disappointed in Tupac. I mean, I had a different vision of Tupac. I thought he was some kind well, of hard he, Compton, well, badass gangster. He's from, and he's not. He's from New York. Right, he's he's in from, Baltimore. He's from the East Coast, but you know, you know, his parents saying, are garbage. You know what they're saying. You know what they say. They say you are who you hang around. 
Yeah. Birds of a feather flock together. When you hang around thugs, yeah. you're gonna be considered a thug. So he's gonna, yeah. you know, and as he but like I mean, I don't know, like I don't see did Lil Wayne talk that much shit? I met Lil Wayne. I Does he Lil talk Wayne. that much shit? Lil Wayne started when I mean he he's like, real he, big in the gangs, right? He's oh, real big. I mean, he's blood do like he he, he he wears red everywhere all he, the time. He is, but and every song he mentions. But blood. see, he's cop friendly. He is, yeah. He's very cop friendly. You know why? Because a cop saved his life. Yeah, I've heard that story. On saved his life, and he said, you know, he 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 for the pro. He's, he's yeah. pro pro police. But, but he, little Wayne's little. <clears throat> he's he's little, not going around bitch slapping people and sucker no, punching them and getting that, his ass shot. But see, you got to look at. He's not out in California. His was Louisiana. He was. He's in Louisiana. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a Louisiana rapper. Mm. You know, man, they have they have, they have who's, in Louisiana. They have who? I mean, Master I P. You know, oh, you got, really? Yeah, I didn't know I any mean, of that. Oh yeah, but see, the California rappers, Snoop Dogg, and all that. Because see, Snoop in Tupac. Man, did you see that new thing? They Snoop Dogg wearing all pink and like a tutu and doing like some kind of weird. Yeah, it's all about money. He don't oh, want to sell out. He don't care. He what stay high all the time. Weird. He don't care. When when I saw him doing food, a uh, food, uh, <laughs> a food show with Martha Stewart. You think he hooked up with Martha Stewart? He probably did. Oh, he probably I would. Did. I mean, she hot for eighty years old for sure, <laughs> bro. And I bet you she'd make you the best pancakes when you woke up. Man, what you talking about? Probably wash your balls and everything. Oh, she do it all. Yeah. <laughs> and we see her with her teeth in. Can you imagine if she take them teeth out? She, do you don't think those are real teeth? Hell no. She eighty what? years old. She ain't got them white. Not unless she done did that. Uh, what's them damn things that you? Uh, them partial. Yeah, I'm sure she does. She's yeah. a millionaire. Yeah, and they all crispy white. No, yeah. teeth just as pearly white. Hell mm. no, you know she smoked weed. <laughs> weed is <laughs> like cigarette. Your teeth no. white, right? You smoke cigarette, you're gonna have that nicotine, yeah. that tar. You can do the maybe she does the gummies. Know? I ain't no telling what she do, Martha Stewart. I mean, she she probably she's a cook, you know, she yeah. she do good and she probably cooking, cooking up in in brownies and stuff. Yeah, I, bet. Yeah. I never even thought about that's probably why, yeah. uh, yeah. that's probably why Snoop likes her so much. But you but know, like Snoop Dogg come, kind of comes across as like, like I mean, Snoop is, is Snoop. He don't give a shit. You no, know what I'm saying? Not. After I'm gonna tell you where Snoop changed his life. Okay, is when he beat that murder because he was looking at a murder charge. Did and he murder somebody? Again, just like with the Tupac situation, Snoop had the uh, entourage. He's in a gang, so yeah. of course you can get other guys to. You know, do stuff for take you. Take the fall for Take you. the fall for you. But he beat it. In a court of law, he beat the rap. And when he beat the rap, he came out and he rapped about it. Murder! Murder was the case that they gave me. And then he 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 sung about it and rapped about it. Of course, he didn't rap and say, I don't want to shot the motherfucker or anything like that. He didn't do that. But he, he, he put a whole album out about his situation and stuff. And he made a lot of money. Of course, he got signed with Death Row Records and with Dre and all that, and he just blew up. But that that was now he didn't stop smoking weed. He was right, big right. weed, but he changed his life as far as that he pulled out and stopped doing certain things that gang members will do. Because now he's raising up. He he, he was rising right, up. I mean, he was right there when Tupac. I mean, he he was Snoop Dogg was relevant when Tupac got killed. Oh yeah. 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 They were all they were yeah. all right there. Yeah. But see the thing they were is, all signed to Death Records. The, see the thing is, you gotta think Tupac records was basically like East Coast records. All his 
records prior to death row before he went yeah. and signed up with suge and dr dre right he you listen to the sound the lyrics everything was good he had a song called brenda brenda got a baby mm. you know he talked about single yeah. mothers out there sure. on welfare and all this stuff he even got songs like dear mama talking about his mom his mom right. was a black panther you yeah know, and all this and that he talked about her being a single mom raising two kids and you know all this and that so a lot of his songs were meaningful and they were good a lot of people liked it but then again when people that you think is your well, friend he got shot yeah he got he shot, got shot in, in new know, york right but see when he started beefing, and robbed of thirty thousand bucks now let's go to that one because mm -hmm. i think that he was talking shit when he got shot yeah and that's how and he that's had thirty thousand cash that's on. how it all exactly that's how it all boils down it all boils down to that that type of life yeah, they knew he was gonna be around, have an entourage around him. Right. You don't a guy who can fight or you don't fuck with, and he don't walk around with twenty dudes with him. Then that, that he don't get bothered. It's that one that have about twenty motherfuckers with him <laughs> that surrounding him that can't fight. And like you say, a little bitch. Yeah. And and he paying them. They they paying he paying them. Yo, he's like the modern day Takashi Six Nine. Takashi is a little worse. He's worse. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that motherfucker. His music, I, I can't tell you not one one song he got. It's all bumper. I can sit here and recite off Tupac's music. You see what I'm saying? Tupac wasn't really a bad guy. Like I said, I think it's just the situation, the people that you with, that you hang around. And and you, you know what I'm saying? And and I really believe, I mean, because he was a smart guy. If you listen you can pull out a vault of stuff and hear him talk and listen. And they even got a book where he, he wrote all this poetry. Every time he got locked up or when he was in school, they kept he kept a diary of poetry. And you'd be like, dang. Yeah, huh? He wrote Jada Pinkett a poem. Right. And you'd be like, how many gangsters, <laughs> motherfuckers out there, <laughs> drug dealers, you know. But don't that, you think it's crazy that, that like, how like does that? a dude whose mom is a crackhead who married well, didn't marry, but was long-term relationship with a dude who killed two cops and a security guard. Mm -hmm. Um, how does he end up getting to go to a school with Jada Pinkett, and they both become they go from being drug dealers to being pretty famous people? It's, it's, like, I mean, how many famous people from your high school? One, he was smart in school. He was smart. Two, it's called other family members. You know, Mama didn't raise him. I mean, mama, right. was mama, but probably other, the, politi other, other the politics of the Black Panther Party. Is that what you're I saying? Yeah, no, no, just other family members. That's like even in Raleigh, yeah. how the school system was. You know, we have all Sanderson, yeah. uh, uh, Athens Drive. We got Inlow and all that. They, your ass can live Southeast Raleigh. You can live over there by Southeast Raleigh High School, but they just because you know you have a family member that live. Right. In Broughton area, yeah. you can give them your address and say, "Hey, this is where you live at." Yeah, that's what he did. And then, yeah, yeah, that's how he got up in there. But I'm saying it's like Jada Pinkett and Tupac both went to the same school at the same time, and they yeah. both became famous. They, they I mean, famous. I think that like, what, what are the odds? Like, is that just a well, school that they plucked? It was a school of the arts. School of the arts. Do we have any school of the arts around here? Yeah, we got North Carolina. North did, Carolina. Did anybody famous arts. go there? Yeah, really? That's, yeah. Jada Pinkett famous. Yeah. Tupac famous. Well, I put it this way: a girl I know from my hometown, from Clayton here, she yeah. went there, and she's she's on uh, soap opera. She soap opera. She's famous. But she ain't Tupac famous. No, because she don't do the shit Tupac do. 
You see what I'm saying? Do you watch yeah. soap operas? Not Hell anymore. no. Not well, you say not anymore, but see, that's what I'm saying. Me, do I watch it? Hell no. I watch but it with my mom, I baby. Know, I know she's famous from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Tupac raps. Right. Again, it's about what he rapped about. See, he was a, a rapper in the late yeah, nine, I mean, like, I mean, what the early did he 90s, do for humanity? Like, he, he just seems like he was all in it for himself all the time. Well, the majority of those guys are like well, that. That's true. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I like to think I mean, of my... A, a lot of times, a lot of them will give back. Here's my thing. If you can't give back to your community, your country, or whatever without trying to seek recognition, right? That's bullshit. Right. You ain't doing it for that. You're doing it for self. You're doing it for that self gratification. Like, how many people killed other people because they listened to Tupac's music? Mm, I don't think not too many. Nah, really? Not with him. Nah, because he didn't. He he didn't talk about. Telling he wasn't encouraging other people to kill motherfuckers. I put it that way. And I, you look at, like I said, you listen to his song. It's two, two, two parts. Right. You got the East Coast one where he, like I said, he did a song called Brenda Got a Baby. Right. And, and he basically addressed all the single mothers. This was a time when single mothers weren't getting help from the government or, and they were struggling. You know, they were single parents out there. They couldn't get the housing. Sure, section sure. Eight. That's when all the, you know, Section 8 housing. And that's when the uh, food stamps and all that stuff. And he was talking about, you know, a lot of these deadbeat well, dads. I, I, and I stuff understand like that. that. But, I mean, like, he really quick. I mean, dude, every picture is him giving the middle finger. He's got thug life tattooed across his belly. He freaking <sighs> uh, was involved in a gang rape, whether he did it or he didn't. And I just like it that he's involved in all these things, but he didn't do it. Because every documentary wants to paint this dude like he's some kind of, like, legend and he's not you well, know he's, he's not, not well see that's the thing when you read about him and you really study about the shit that he does he's okay. not that guy i'll give you a, a great example that that we're dealing with now bill cosby bill cosby i don't yeah, give bill a cosby fuck. doesn't have bill cosby doesn't have a history of violence no and also exactly shit. he don't but tupac does we, no 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 we don't know what he had behind closed doors at his house he could be beating the shit out of camille we don't know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Look at all the women that then came out and said, all the accused Bill of, of drugging him and having sex with him. Right. Now, yeah, this, this, the drugs part, I don't believe he might have drugged all of them unwillingly. I think some of them might have, you know, snorted some cocaine or whatever with them, might have sure. smoked some weed. And he might have been like, huh, that ain't going to do it. And poop, poop, pop some right. pills in there to get them all sleepy and fuck them. I guarantee he slept with all of them. Yeah. Now, see, here's my thing. Bill Cosby, you married with five children and you out there fucking other women, all yeah. these other women. A lot of people be like, man, there ain't no way his wife didn't know. Man, his wife probably knew, but shit, he fucking Bill Cosby. Right. He was a, a big time black man in the 60s, back in the Jim Crow and back in the them days. Right. And, he, you know, his shit didn't stink. He was on I Spy. He had the Bill Cosby kids show. This is all before the Huxtable. He yeah. uh, he, Cliff Huxtable came out, and he was he was seen that he could do no wrong, but when all this shit came out, everybody was like, "What? Hold up!" But but, but he was he, and then they started taking all these honorary degrees and taking all this shit back that they gave him because they put him so high on the pedestal because all this shit finally came out. He been putting it in your face all these years. He been saying it in his comedy act. But it had to take a, a comedian to remind everybody 
Hey, Bill Cosby, motherfucker, was out there drugging bitches. You know, yeah. y'all ain't saying nothing about it. And then that one lady finally she opened up about the most recent one that he did in 2004, 2005, something like that. And then that's when the gates of hell just opened up. <laughs> and everybody, all them women from back in 1965, 70, 75 came out. Yeah, Bill Cosby, he's sexy. You know, he raped me and this and that. You see what I'm saying? Right. So as a comedian, me, one as a black man. Two, as a comedian, just like him. Three, wick, family, kids, was married, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, four, you know, I, people look at me and, and know me as a good guy and everything. Right. Now, here's my thing. You know me all that good, and then I go out and do some shit like Bill Cosby. You'll be like, everything I did before that you knew me of would be great, would be, would go down in, in shit. You'll be like, that motherfucker. He was eat. He done ate dinner over here. Met my mom. Fell in love with my mom and, and ate, <laughs> fell in love with her chicken. You motherfucker. And this motherfucker. <laughs> he played with my kids. God damn. He over there fucking all these women and drugging them women. You know. Well, I I, yeah, I, mean, I would be. I'd be disappointed in you if you were out raping women. But see, that's what I'm saying. The same thing with Tupac. Tupac was not a bad guy. What he was not. Show and, me one thing that he, he was did not that makes a bad, him a, not a bad guy. Show me some evidence. Remember what I said. He did good. Remember what I said. I don't give a shit. He, he can a write good, good music. He was, he was a good guy and How? a bad guy. No, he was good. And he, he when he was bad. East Coast, when he was East Coast, is when he got those sexual assault allegations. He was okay. East Coast when he got that. Okay. He did eight months for that, and Suge Knight bonded him out only on the preface that he Come did three yeah. three albums for Death Row Records, and, and then he, became he really worse. became a piece of shit. Right, yeah, right. but I mean, like I the, the whole rape thing, mm -hmm. you know, he and, and of course, if if you look at all of the things mm -hmm. in its totality, he has an excuse for everything. Shit. So you he, have an excuse he, to not want to go to jail either, wouldn't you? Well, sure, but I mean, he apologizes <laughs> for the gang rape, but it wasn't him. I didn't rape her. But see, I, I called her up for a BJ and my 14 friends. But see, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna tell you, when the six-year-old kid gets shot, and that's where I draw the line. Like, I'm telling you right now, whether it was his bullet, well, it was his bullet. It was his gun. It was it his was gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah. No, no dispute that. Yeah. And his brother, you know, took the fall for it. I mm -hmm. think that his brother just took the fall for it. And they didn't have any evidence. And his brother got acquitted and didn't do any time. Right. And they settled out in civil court for $300,000. I think yeah. to this day, that fucking Tupac, being the little bitch that he is, pulling out a gun on every motherfucker well, that see, he um, throws hands with, he pulls that gun out and he shoots that six-year-old. Well, here's the thing. Uh -huh. Even if he didn't do it, we know his gun did it. Right. Even he, if we go with his story. He took responsibility right. for okay. it and he paid. Sure. You know, he did if a civil he, thing if it was, Well, I don't think he took responsibility because I think he did it. And I think if you take responsibility, you'd be like, I fucking did it and I feel terrible about it. But here, neither here nor there, we'll never be able to prove it. Of course he's not going to do that. I know he's not going to do that. But what I'm, here, my point being is, if you're involved in something like that mm -hmm. and a six-year-old dies because of your negligence, negligence mm -hmm. bro, I would be so heartbroken that I would go on a crusade across America mm -hmm. to stop all the gang violence, to stop it all. No good and damn well, he was not going to do that. I, that's what makes him a piece of shit. Like, I cannot imagine. To, I have a six year old child. Mm -hmm. If a drunk driver hits my six year old child, mm -hmm. I will murder his family. I will end his entire fucking bloodline. Why? Because, because he, he fucking, did. yeah, because he fucking killed, he killed my kid. But that I'm was fucking, him. that wasn't, his, his he'll folks suffer. Decision. He will suffer knowing that his fucking family perished too. I'm telling you right now, 
I cannot fathom mm-hmm. losing one of my children or having one of my children harmed in in a in a egregious way like that. Okay. I I swear to God, if Tupac would have killed my six year old. Mm-hmm. He would not have been safe in any way. You know they I would settled have spent out of court. Hundreds. I, there's no money in the world. Three hundred thousand dollars. There's no, and I would have taken that three hundred thousand dollars and I'd have paid a motherfucker to go whack. You know, they probably had to pay tax on that three hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, like one seventy five. But like, like I don't. I can't imagine taking somebody else's child's life, and then just continue on with the same behavior. Oh, it got worse. It did get. It, it got, got worse. worse. That's why I think Tupac's a piece of shit. I mean, I, I look at it like this. I liked Tupac as the artist. I liked his music. As the person, I didn't know that motherfucker. Right. You know, I didn't hang out with him. I didn't follow him. Right. So therefore, the things what that- What if he had an Instagram we, or a Twitter? What do you think it would have been like? Oh, <laughs> shit. He had millions of followers. He had what do you think he'd been saying on Twitter? Oh, he'd be talking shit. He'd be talking shit. He would. He would. He'd be talking shit. But see, that's why I said, why do what, you think where he, do we separate do the artist from the, the, the man? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Again, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, the comedian, genius. As a man, because of all the shit he was accused and he said he did and all this stuff, he's a piece he's of shit, shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. As a comedian, yeah, I would watch well, that, and I mean, laugh at his shit. Like, I, wouldn't, I got him back there. I don't know why kids would walk around with Tupac Shakur all over their shirt and he's like this kind, some kind of symbol of because legendary. Like, no, What did he do for the black community? He was Nothing. a rapper. No, he was a he, yeah, but he, he held the he black he people down by 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 doing by making uh black people look even worse I by did. by engaging in all of this bullshit. The gang life, listen, I, I like I said, I like his music, but they ain't gonna make me go out there and and, and shoot guns, bust caps in people's asses just for you, no, you know, know and this you and that. Know, come on, now. you know these young inner city gang member kids. That's their anthem. Actually, they it's it's rappers out there t- rougher than they are. Oh, the, rougher well, than yeah, him that yeah, they yeah. follow. Yeah, you know now, what I'm saying? but not back then. But you got well, you got to think this was the '90s. He yeah. was the '90s. There are kids today in 2023 that don't even know who the fuck Tupac is, and <laughs> when they do find out, oh, that old motherfucker, he won't nobody. He ain't better than Takashi, you know, six nine. What? Yeah, you know, they think little, uh, little Yaki, Yachty, and and uh, little Mert, little you know, little yeah. Dirk, and all these guys are better. Then Tupac and Biggie and all these guys, you'd be like, hold up. What well, Coolio was better at? though, right? Coolio was Coolio was a fun rapper. He was, he was, a, he was a West Coast, but he was a he, he was, was a Crips one of those fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, look at Ice T. Ice T was a damn roller. He was a Crip. Yeah. Rolling sixties. He was in a what, rolling sixties. Uh, what was look, Ice Cube? Ice Cube, he was blood. He was blood. I think he was blood. Yeah. yeah. Blood or Crip? Blood. I, think blue. I feel like I see him with the blue but, on. But I, 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 I feel like I see my cubes with the blue. I think he was a crew. I think he was. Yeah, yeah because Bloods were all, were, were all East Coast, right? West Coast. West Coast. See, was see the, the funny thing about But they were all the same. Was, they all flipped. Yeah. Tukey Williams. Yeah. Tukey Williams started. He started the Bloods and Crips. They started out as Crips. What are you and, doing? <laughs> but uh no he see that's that's how you know we talk about some good shit Damn, you taking shoes, your shoes off shoes coming off you about to throw a <laughs> shoe at me is what's gonna happen but no i mean my my thing is the the the, the rap rap stuff that's just like now I'm, i mean i'm not into the new school rap stuff now i do like the beats some of the beats are good but me man you, you give me 
the stuff in the seventies and the eighties, the the nineties. That music, that's that was really music. Even uh, Tupac back then, he had some good songs. He did some good movies. He was a pretty good actor as well. Who? Tupac. He played in some pretty good movies. He Only thing I can movie. think of that's a good rapper and a good movie star: Ice Cube, Ice T, and mm-hmm. um, DMX. Yeah, DMX was really, but see, DMC, and that, that's another word, DMX. As great as a rapper he was, and his style, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So therefore, well, how about Ludacris? Was he a piece of shit? I never heard anything. <laughs> I bad never about heard nothing about Ludacris. He's always been fun. Or Nelly. Then, Nelly, no, never heard anything better about him. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. You and he's Louisville, have, but yeah, but you got to look at again who these guys run with. Right. You never heard about Nelly being in the game. You didn't hear mm-hmm. about uh, Luda being in the game. Yeah. His influences with a gang and all that. No, but you get those guys like Tupac. I mean, even when uh, Ice Cube was with NWA. Hell, Easy was a, a known drug dealer and, and gang member. Yeah. But Ice Cube and all them and Dr. Dre, them was like, yo, man, lay your guns down and then drugs down and come legit. Finance right. our record company. And they came out with Ruthless Records. He took his drug money and flipped it into a record label. And then, you know, that's how he got off the streets of selling drugs. Right. And stuff. So yeah, was Easy a piece of shit back then? Yeah, he was. But he, well, yeah, I got no problem with finding the light, right? I just Tupac never found it. Like, Tupac was in the it, height of you know what, picking fights. With I people. put it, I put it this way he was young because he died when he was what 25 years old, yeah, he was young. So, when you, you gotta think, and he was in the game as a teenager, you know, 15, he was already in the game for like 10 years, you know, like I said, rapping behind Digital Underground and all that stuff. And when he finally blew up, and then going from East Coast to the West Coast life. You know, and having that starting that beef and all that, his life was cut short. Now, what I, I think 50 year old Tupac would have been totally different from 25 year old Tupac. But life was a hey, life was cut short. Yeah. And he, he lived that life. How they say it? that live by the gun, you die by the gun. And I didn't realize that, you know, I always thought it was like some kind of weird conspiracy behind it or what was going on with the Tupac death. But then when I hear the story, but him sucker punching Orlando uh, Davis in the MGM in front of everybody and mm-hmm. stomping him. And then an hour later gets gunned down by yeah, he snatched, Orlando. He snatched his chain or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they beat him down, snatched his chain. And so now, and now we know that that's exactly what happened. But the problem was, is that nobody would talk. Suge didn't talk. Nobody talked. No, but that's a, it's a code. It's a code. You don't see it. So, but like, you know, and, and I love every documentary. They're like, this is a story about police corruption, about uh, black people. You know, if this was a white person killed, I, I swear to God, I saw mm-hmm. this in three of them. If a white person would have been murdered, they would have solved the crime. And I, I thought, well, yeah, because white people would talk yeah. to the police. Yeah, yeah, y'all would tell. That we would have <laughs> snitched on each other. A shooting happened. Wow. <laughs> hey, Karen, what did you see? <laughs> I saw two young men um, wearing. I mean, they would give a detailed description, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and <laughs> they will memorize the plate number, yeah, and tell them exactly. They went eastbound <laughs> on Highway 210. Black folk, shit. Like, Did you see him, man? Nice. I, I I had my headphones on. Uh, I, I didn't see. I ain't hear see shit. I think it's a firecracker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. Mookie, you see anything? <laughs> 
No, we ain't seen nothing. We ain't seen nothing. No, we no. Oh, hell no. But that, you know, you can't complain. You know, all these, these folks in these documentaries, you can't complain that the crime didn't get solved when you when you don't have. You know, it's not the police. So, like, my my thing is, is if if I'm a detective, if I'm a homicide detective in Las Vegas, and I got this rapper who really hasn't done much except talk shit and right. sucker punch fuckers, right? And get into a whole bunch of shit in a three year time frame because right. he did. He did a lot of bad shit oh, yeah, in three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I've got a whole bunch of people that don't want to talk to the police. And I've got another homicide over here mm-hmm. on my desk. Cause you know, it's Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They probably got four or five stacked up right. and they got six witnesses. All the witnesses are talking see, and they got evidence and they got this and that. I'm not wasting my time on the Tupac case see, here's the thing. as a detective. See, here's the thing. With <clears throat> black people, you cannot come up to me and ask me what I saw. Did I see who did this in front of a lot of people? Don't you, you think you, that's you, something you, that probably should you, change in that culture? No, no. What? Because, because because people people are afraid that people are gonna come back. It's that that snitching rule again. Even even out in the right in the public. That's why when I was out on patrol or but we, why isn't that in, go to, why isn't that in the white culture? Because y'all don't give a shit. Y'all don't give a Bro, shit. What y'all. would it take for y'all not to give a shit? we not get shot up or our, our property damage. But, but you get what I'm saying is like, I, I feel like in 2023, now maybe not in the nineties, but Tupac see? happened. Cause that's a different time. But I think right. now it's like, if you snitch, no, they're no, probably going to go to prison. No, You're I'm probably going to be okay. Black, black people are snitch. Black people, we would tell. Well, we for tell, sure. But because we're, I, not gonna, the, we're not going to tell it in front of everybody. Yeah. We want it to be, I mean, cause there's many cases, man. I, I, Shit, I ain't chase after the motherfucker because I knew the whole community knew who the fuck it was. <laughs> yeah. And all I had to do, knock on the hey, hey here's my call. Yeah. Reach call. out to me. Yeah. Call. Okay. And then next thing you know, uh JD, you had a message. Okay. I call. Hey, yeah. hey, this is such a number you. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, I got you. Yeah. Hang up. You got it. Right. Because people we we know if Mookie. <laughs> if Mookie know, knew that you told it Mookie's on Mookie's going to shoot your ass. Mookie's going to come back and do a drive-by by your house, or he's going to break into your shit when you gone and steal something, or he's going to hurt somebody you love. And that's, that's in the black community. We don't we don't want that. Right. We don't want that. You know, you don't want, especially like in a neighborhood, you know. you got Yeah, but it's, it's like it doesn't happen in like your that. community because you don't fuck around with stuff like that. Right. And you don't live in the inner city. You right. live out in the country, so you ain't got to right. worry about but it. But I have family. I have family that do, and I used to go visit them, and I would no. always carry my gun with me. You know, <laughs> I had my shit with me. And I was like, because I ain't trust his neighborhood, but he was well-known. Right. He was well-known in the neighborhood. And when officers come up there, he wouldn't open the door. Yeah. He'll call me, hey, cuz, <laughs> y'all looking for a motherfucker? <laughs> he was just ran by my window. They were fighting out here in the backyard. I said, what? And he'd give me the information, and then I would pass it on to detectives, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, you, you don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, so uh, Tad, a cool dude, says, back in the old days, slaves would tell on each other, and it created a no-snitching mentality after years and years of it. So, oh, I get that. Yeah, yeah they yeah, wanted yeah. the extra piece of chipman. Yeah, so I guess, like, if another slave, Got caught snitching on slaves. They, the other slaves would probably beat the and shit. And the out ones of them. that snitched, they made them to be slave catchers. Mm-hmm. They was the ones that, when the slave run off, right. you had the masters would be on the horses. Right. The slave catchers would be on foot with the dogs and mm-hmm. with the with the sticks. Some of them was trusted with guns. Ain't that some shit? Yeah. Yeah. See, 
Yeah, I couldn't have done that. I've been shot me a master. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm bush you in the ass. Oh, we're gonna negotiate. Hold up, we're gonna negotiate. <laughs> I want some good food. I want to take a bath every now and then in the big house. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I don't know. I'm just saying, but yeah. I, I I just I felt like I was really disappointed in the whole um too because I, I listened to his music for a long time. Mm-hmm. I've, I've listened to it in the car with the kids a few times on the way to the skate park. <laughs> I'll admit it, you know. I'll, bump to it but i'm just like at the end of it i think i was just kind of like man i'm not surprised this dude got ran down like i mean he talked a lot of shit he sucker punched a lot of people he wasn't really in the uh he wasn't really trying to make friends but you know what you know what it's it's that that old saying you you don't want to meet your heroes yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying because i mean me in comedy richard Pryor and red fox was my top two to me that was the grandfather and the king of comedy right right but both of them even though you know when you go into the history red fox was a generous soul he loved everybody he gave that's how he, he died broke because he gave his money away he was giving money to people of less fortunate and people that needed help yeah. and that's why when he died or uh, when he needed when the irs came and took his shit for not paying his taxes eddie murphy them helped him out you know, mm. when he died, Eddie Murphy, them, you know, they put in money and helped, gave him a, 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 a nice burial, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, all those guys, Richard Pryor, he was on drugs, but you look into his life. Hell, he, he wasn't given a chance. His mama was a hoe and his daddy was a, 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 a pimp. His grandmama ran a whole house. He lived in the whole house. All the hoes was his aunties. <laughs> All the Johns came by. Hey, Uncle John, Uncle Bill, you know, they, hey, how you doing? Where your Aunt Betty at? Yeah. <laughs> Keep a dick so, you know, what's that? <laughs> you know, he, and he was molested by some of those women. Sure. You know, kissing him and all this. And then even the dudes even messed with him, raped him. He was raped. You know, he uh-huh. talked about all that stuff. So all that stuff contributed in his life. Now, he was funny as hell. And he talked about his life and how well, he grew up. And that's what was so funny and great about Richard Pryor. To see, Richard Pryor, you know, a lot of people like, damn, he did some fucked up. He did a lot of fucked up shit, you know, drugs and all this and that. But see, again. You know, would I love to meet Richard Pryor? Yes, I would love to have met Richard Pryor. Maybe not then, you know, not the, the yeah. high coked up Richard yeah. Pryor, but the, the Richard Pryor that was on stage telling jokes. Yeah. That's the one I would like to meet. And see. Yeah. But I, not mean, I the feel one like a lot of these Hollywood that. guys are all the same, though. A lot like, of them you know, are like that. Yeah. Like Hollywood, Chris Farley. Hollywood changer. They say Hollywood you know. changer, yeah. man. Money uh, all will change. You know, somebody asked me, you know, would you rather be rich or would you rather be famous? Me, I mean, it goes hand in hand because to get that money, you have to be famous. Even in today's with social media, it's not all about you being funny. It's about how many followers you have. Right. Because there are a lot of comedians I know that's out there that ain't funny worth a damn, but they got two, three million followers because of videos they've done. Yeah. They haven't done nothing on the stage, haven't said shit funny on the stage, but they say it, they, they funny on a video, on a skit. And they got 3 million. They got 10 million followers. And then the comedy clubs are booked them and they have sellout shows. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, damn, they coming. They, they did all this. So it's, it's, you either hate them or, you, you know, it's like you, you have to join them. You have to start doing the same thing to, to, to get that. Because, I mean, that's just how it is. All right. Well, we're going to move on to the Philly fights back. Um, this is a refund the police article, believe it or not. 
Tonight's show is brought to you by OfficerPrivacy.com. Listen, don't wait until it's too late. Election season is right around the corner, which means the uh, hate rhetoric towards the police is only going to amplify. And if you get into a shooting or you get into some shiz, uh, your address, where you go to church, where you go to school, it's going to get plastered everywhere. Uh, so it's very important that you protect yourself. Wear body armor because that protects you against getting shot. Protect your family by getting rid of your address, where you go to church, where you go to school, where you go to the gym, etc. And that's where officer privacy comes in. I think this is a great gift going into the holiday season for a loved one. It's a simple subscription. Look, a lot of street cops, they're not going to buy this on their own because they're too stubborn. I got this. I got other things to spend my money on. Listen, um, you need it. I know several cops I, because I do this podcast. But also in in real life, outside of the podcast, I meet officers constantly that have just gotten wrapped up in shootings and they text messages and they message us. And and here's the funny thing. Since we've been running officerprivacy.com, I've had two that have reached out to me and said, it might be too late, but how do I get up on this officerprivacy.com? I just had a critical incident and I think they're going to release all my shit. You know, don't wait. Don't be that guy. Don't be that dude. Do it now. Um, Do it for your uh, son-in-law. Do it for your daughter-in-law. You know, if you're a cop, you know, do it for your children, man. Make sure that you're protected. Get your address and all that. It doesn't erase you as a human. It doesn't erase your social media, but it erases those addresses, those key phone numbers. It also helps you in a lot of other ways, too. You know, bill collectors have a hard time finding you, et cetera. So uh, head over to officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sign up today. This is going to give you a free trial. Um, so give it a shot. Go to officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. All right, you know, we saw what's going on in Philly, right? Crime? <laughs> yeah, but like crazy on a wide folks. scale, like organized crime. Oh, yeah. You know, this this big retail theft thing. Now they've got the biker gang that just recently happened. Who the, who, who, who they claiming? Who is it? Hells Angels? Who is it? No, it's... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> we have Hells Angels around here quite a bit, but um, up in Philly. I mean, I wonder what would happen if the, the Hells Angels try to roll through Philly. Ooh. They get their ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. Numbers, the number yeah. game. It's the numbers game. <laughs> but because because Hell's Angels based out of what West Coast. Midwest. Yeah, but they're 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 <laughs> they're moving out on on the West Coast because the models were down here, mm. and so they're all like fighting for power. They're actually really big in Miami right now too. Kind of strange enough, but um, yeah, we got pagans, warlocks, all nine yards. Um, but you know the, these um. And they're they're not they're not black motorcycle gangs. They're 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 not they don't even wear cuts, but it's these all races, Asians, whites, and blacks that mm-hmm. are doing the wheeling mm-hmm. and the big groups, you know, with the four wheelers. Oh, yeah. yeah, shit. Have you seen the movie uh Creed? No. <sighs> Rocky. Rocky I, I know movies. Rocky, but I'm not watching Creed. Why not? He races? Of course. See, that's bullshit, um, man. Why? Because Rocky old motherfucking ass ain't yeah, fighting I just, no I more. Just, I want to watch the ones where the, the white guy dudes. wins, dude. What? The white guy beats the black dudes, beats the Russians, beats the Germans. He got his ass for every fight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I just, I, nah, I love it. But I, I mean, I, it's but, like Fast and Furious. I stopped it. Like, I stopped it like fun. But see, like, <laughs> if you watch the movie Creed, okay, you know that he basically the first one, the first yeah. Creed, he basically trained. He he. From LA, because that's okay. where Apollo Creed was yeah. from. And he went to Philadelphia looking for Rocky. Right. And Rocky started training him there in Philadelphia. And when he was like getting ready to fight, he started doing road work, started running. 
and you had a, a big scene. It was a long scene of all these guys on four wheelers and motorcycles. Right. They doing wheelies. I mean, right. they standing on the handlebars. Yeah, and like yeah, they yeah. Were surfing. I mean, DMX was all into that. Yeah, you'd be like, damn, yeah. they doing that on the streets of Philadelphia, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they, but done, it, it was done. real. It's real big in Philadelphia, though. Right, it's real big in Philadelphia. Yeah, but you know, the the you know, one article I read of kind of quotes these guys is like, you remember the, the cowboy movies where the um, the bad guys that roll into town, oh yeah, yeah, yeah shooting yeah. and everybody's hiding uh-huh. and they're just lawless. I mean, that's what these these motorcycle oh, guys yeah. have become. They they become the bully of the town. They're riding around, and in this one viral video this week, um, again, now this is a white dude mm-hmm. on a um, on a well, I think I think it looks like a motorcycle, like a like a dirt bike type deal. And um, one of the other dudes hits this black woman's car with his motorcycle, mm-hmm. so she starts arguing with the dude. So the white guy jumps off his motorcycle and kicks in her back window it, kids over top of her kids. Yeah. So she gets out and goes to, you know, yell at this dude that her kids are gone, and he fucking sticks a gun in her face. Yeah. This shit makes me so mad. Yeah, here's the video right here. I saw that. Um, yeah. There's the four-wheelers and everything. <clears throat> but, you know, she, Phil, she, she backed off, which was smart. She well, she had off. to. He was holding the fucking yeah. black in her face. Yeah. Um, But, like, look at the lawlessness here. Just, like, the absolute not giving a fuck about anybody. I mean, so if you hit my car and he headbutts her head with his helmet, what a little bitch. And then he punches her and now he sticks a gun in her face. I mean, this is a chick. This is a mom. And she, she get him back a little bit. Pushed she him, pushed but, the bike over. Yeah. But they, they ended up catching the dude. They yeah, they, they caught him. And then they're looking guys. for a higher bond on him. But uh, finally, Philadelphia put some balls under them. And they, uh, hang on one second. Um. Yeah, there he is, right there. What is his name? Cody something. Like twenty six years old. What What's his name? Dead leg. Cody Huron. Yeah, twenty six. Charged with multiple counts of aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and possession of an instrument of crime. Everybody should post this picture out on the social media webs. I mean, this is like this is the exact. This is the. But what was stereotypical the coward? What, what was the reason? One of the so dudes yeah. on the four wheelers hit her car, and mm-hmm. so she was arguing with that dude. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes up from behind and kicks in her back windshield over her kids. <clears throat> and again, it's just this this thug mentality, this gang mentality. And let me ask you this: If she would have came out with a gun and popped one fucking, in his ass, I would have saluted her. I would have said good for her. I think she would have been justified. You're yeah. surrounded. Yeah, because you you jumped on my one and busted coming through, and I have kids in there. Yeah. Now that they're probably I don't like, know well, she, she fired and could have endangered the kids as no, well. I don't think so. I but, think the courts, I think the courts are past all that. Mm-hmm. I think the courts are past all that. I, I don't think the courts, I don't think juries, I think juries are more afraid of being racist and making a, a bad call. On racism than anything else. Well, see, the thing about this, I didn't even know he was white that did it because he had the helmet on. Yeah. I didn't, uh, you know, I just knew it was well, a fucked up piece you know, of shit. That I did only what like he to did. bring up that he's white because when I say thug, I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about anybody that commits acts and this like kind that. of behavior right. is a fucking thug and that this guy is a thug and he's a piece of shit and you should put his picture all over the interweb because anyone that would A, you know, bully a woman like this in a car while you're surrounded by a bunch of dudes. 
B smash in the back windshield. Yeah. What like what could possibly she say that would deserve that kind of nonsense? And then B headbutts her, and then goes on to pull in a gun on her. I mean, what a cowardly piece! Like this guy right here is the epitome of garbage, in my opinion. But I, I'm glad to see that Philadelphia is, uh, you know, because Philly was was really high into this whole community policing um, and this whole uh, soft on crime shit. Like they were very outspoken with it during um, during the political season, and now that's over. Uh, Philadelphia wants to be taken back. There's people in the streets that are uh, that are calling for it. Um, this is an article coming from Fox News, which is pretty biased. But you know what? Nobody else. CNN didn't cover this story. Mm-hmm. CNN didn't cover the story of the lawless of this of these motorcycle gangs. So it says over the past decade, most of America's largest cities have engaged in a grand experiment to ease policing and soft criminal justice. Now the results are in, and it has been deadly and abject failure. The city of Philadelphia, birthplace of America, today is home to hordes of looters storming Lululemons and Lululemons and Apple stores. And what does George Soros back district attorney and friend of the criminal class, Larry Krasner, have to say about it? Well, he told the reporters of those arrested, 50 people were arrested during those looting things. And he says, we'll carefully, we'll look carefully to see whether this is a one-off situation and they're fundamentally law-abiding people or not. No, if you are one of 50 people that run into a building and steal things out of it, you should all be charged equally. Whether you, whether it was your first time doing it or you're a uh, career criminal. The crime's the crime. Right. You're right. Everybody should be charged the same. Um, and now we have the viral video of the motorcycle gang in which a thug stomps in the back windshield of a woman's car. Now here's you now here's Fox News. I didn't even know that Fox News put that in there. Now Fox News won't put thug in there if it's a black person because they don't want to call a black person a thug because that's Fox? racist. Yeah, but because he's white, they'll put thug in there, which is funny. Hold on, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but again, I'm not a politician. Right. I'm watch, not really you don't watch much news. Stuff. Neither do I. So. Uh, and, you know, and they do say you have the right. Right wing yeah. news and the left wing. Yeah, Foxes. Foxes is more right wing, right? Yeah. So why would they? I mean, you would think that they well, would call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? They would call if it's black. You would hear them say more. Yeah, well, I, I mean, stuff. I think I think ten years ago they would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe six years ago they would have. Not now. I think everybody's like, like they can't say crackhead anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You can't say crackhead anymore. I think, you can't even say whore you know what? anymore. It's funny. I think I sent you a video. I don't know if I sent it to you, but do you ever watch the Boondocks? Oh, yeah. Man. So funny, dude. They had this one clip that I saw the other day. I laughed my ass off. They had CeeLo Green. Uh, remember CeeLo Green? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. CeeLo Green played this reverend. And basically, Pops. Granddad was yeah. talking to Riley them, and he was he was and Riley was calling people faggots. He was like, "You can't say that. Don't you ever say that again, <laughs> like that." And Riley said, "Why, Granddad? You know, he yeah. said, that's what they are." He said, "But you can't say that. You'll get in trouble." <laughs> and ring the doorbell, and here come the Reverend. Hey, he said, "Man, let me tell you." He said, "He well, he he joke us out here." And all these faggots everywhere. <laughs> and Riley said, see, granddad, he gets it. He said, you can't call him that. He said, why not? 
He said the media, the man, man you know, the media, they say it. He said they, they they won't let you say it. You right. He said, but they'll let you say nigga. You can say nigga all day long. They won't bleep it out. What? Nigga, 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 nigga. And he said, fuck a nigga, fuck And they were bleeping out faggot. It was funny. And then he started mixing up. Nigga, faggot, nigga, faggot, nigga, faggot. And they kept beeping out the faggot, but let nigga go. He said, see, I told you. That shit is hilarious. It's the boondocks, man. Oh, boondocks is always funny. And a lot of people watch it and be like, you know what? The boondocks would be canceled if it was still on today. But they Them and the Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, South Park, all those animation, they are for adults, but it's humor. It is so funny. They're King so of the funny. Hill, all them oh, jokes are so, so funny. funny, man. And they, I mean, they be on, on dead, dead on, dead on with it. Well, uh, mm. you know, I, I, I like the way the, like, I think this is maybe like the, the sheriff's putting this is, is we have the viral video of the motorcycle gang in which a thug stomps in the back of the windshield of a woman's car with the kids in the back seat and then pulls a gun on the outraged driver. These rolling gangs in of themselves are a menace to the city of brotherly love. Every Philadelphian who dines at a sidewalk cafe has seen and heard this. It begins as a low rumbling. And in moments, the war of 40 motorcycle engines thunders at impossible decibel levels that shake the tabletop, the menacing gang peering on their bikes. It is every sense equivalent to outlaws riding into town, guns a blazing in a Western film. And I, I, I enjoyed that article. I don't typically do a lot of Fox News articles on here um, um, or CNN or anything like that. I, I try to be, I try to go through all of them. But, I, you know, this whole recent culture uh, where people just think that they can do whatever they kind of fucking want yeah. is really getting aggravating. I was pumping gas the other day mm -hmm. and uh, this dude locked eyes with me playing the worst mumble rap garbage. You know, the kid was probably fucking 17 or 18, real skinny mm -hmm. dread, dreadlock kid, you know. And he's staring at me with this terrible music. Mm -hmm. And he's just and I'm just like you know, trying to go about my business. Every time I look up, he's just still sitting there. Because he wants me to say something about his mm -hmm. stupid fucking music. So he can probably whip out a gun or something dumb. But, you know, like, what is this whole sense of, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Nobody can stop me. Because you know, like, it's, it's unkind. It's not nice. It's a bullying mentality. And these motorcycle guys, they're the epitome of that. One, one, one reason is the young kids today, they really don't fear the police because of incidents that have happened. And we're, we're in that age of suing. I'm going to sue and yep. get plenty of money. You know, so I'm going to act like an asshole. Yeah. I'm going to read a little bit what I can. I'm going to Google the minimum laws of you can't search me. You can't do this and do that. You know, I don't have to comply if it's illegal, if it's an unlawful order. I don't have to comply yeah. and everything. So if you whoop my ass, I'll, I'll lick my wounds, but I'm about to break off with a couple of million dollars. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. That's how it is. Now, it goes both ways. Now, I've seen a video we ain't going to talk about on this show, but the next show, we got. I think I sent it to you. It was a guy. He was, I guess, friends, people was around in his neighborhood. He was at his sister's house and he got out the car and it, his keys locked up in there. So he had a thing. Oh, and he okay. was trying to slim. Get I out saw his... that. I wanted to do some more research on it. Now, what the video, he, he, the cops come over there and they ask him his name, they ask him what he's doing. Now, uh, vehicle theft is up like, but 
you know, one, right. it's up like, I think it's like 4,000% around the country right now. Oh, yeah. Like as, as a whole, like every, people are saying, but I mean, here's the thing. There's three cops there, three older cops. And I, and on all you're seeing on TikTok is this one side that the cops being an oh, asshole. Yeah. I guarantee you the first thing they did was ran that plate and that plate came back to some old man or old woman or somebody else. I guarantee but it that they the were thing. like, let's see. Here's the thing. If they have body cameras, I'm interested in seeing the body cameras. But there was a lot of people, a lot of people, even when they showed uh, the other footage where he was at his sister's house, he had went across the street because he started backing up and they was chasing right. him and, and they had him there. Everybody was, you could hear them clearly telling the officers, that's his vehicle. That was his car. He locked his keys now, how in about this? and he was telling me and the officers was like, this? I don't give a shit. But, but, how about this? Know. That car comes back to warrants. What you mean? Well, it's you not know, you, stolen. It's his. So what you talk about? The you owner? know that you know that if you're a cop mm -hmm. and you like, I pulled over a dude for a stolen car, um, and I told him it was a registration violation. He was like, "No, no, my tags are good. My tags are good. I'm leaving." I'm like, "You're not free to leave." I didn't want to tell him that the car was stolen, right? Because I wanted to make sure I had backup, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah. like, "No, your tags are expired." And he's like, "No, no, my tags ain't expired. I'm leaving. No, I know for a fact my tags are expired. These aren't expired." And I was like, no, you, you can't leave. And he was like, no, no, no. And then somebody, you know, this was over, well, I, this was uh, by the MLK statue, this mm -hmm. little apartment's right there by Weebobs. And um, all of a sudden, the people start, you know, you know Weebobs and everything, whatever that convenience store is yeah, right there out front. Everybody starts coming over because this guy's wiling out on me. Mm -hmm. And then he and I get into a fight because I'm like, put your hands behind your back. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. Well, he goes, you know, and tells, he's screaming, all this for a registration violation. All this for a registration violation. Oh, call my mama. Call my lawyer. And everybody's like, no, that ain't right. That's just Raleigh police. That's just Raleigh police. Do Raleigh police yeah, shit. You know, and I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, hey, motherfuckers, the car is stolen. He knows it's stolen. Right. Shut the fuck up about the registration. Right. I made the registration thing all up anyway. You know, but I'm not going to do that because I'm fighting a dude and then a whole bunch of other cops come. And, of course, we put the brakes on him. You know, luckily, this was before everything was just uploaded right. to social right. media right, right away. But, you know, I, I wanted to do my research on that because this could have either been, A, they know that this guy's got warrants and they want to make sure that it's him. They don't want to give it up that he's got warrants, but, you know. Um, or, but I, there's no, for, for me, I would say there's no way three cops went there and nobody just ran that fucking tag unless they needed to know who that guy was because they think he has warrants or they know who he is and they're just trying to verify who he is. But you know what? And they're trying to play I, it cool I, so he doesn't run. A lot of people ask me, Darren, Jay, have you uh, had to shoot a motherfucker? Have you uh, had to pull out your gun? Have you had to tase somebody? Have you ever, I mean, how did you deal with situations? Yeah. I always went in it with, I'm not going to say comedy, but I went in it with it. I was cautious. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm being safe. But I go in it into it. You sort of you have to go in it lead with tack. You have to have tack. Yeah. You know, there was a this but we didn't guy, see that. We didn't even see right, the first right, five right, minutes. Right. So, see, the cop might have came in it with tack. Might have, might not. But see, that's the thing. When you go in, you see him, hey, what's up, man? You need, need some help? You know, what, what's going on? I locked my keys in the car. This your vehicle? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you know, I got a call. I mean, hell, we can lie. You can lie. Yeah. I got a call that somebody was breaking into a vehicle. No, nah, this is my car. Well, it sounded like what yeah, they were yeah, doing. Well, you know, run the tag, 
Yeah. And then match up. Hey, what's, what's your name? But they did. And, and I, that's what I'm saying, because I think they ran the tag and it didn't come back to him. See, I, like you said, that's why I didn't want to really talk about it. Right, that, 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 well, that's what I was saying. That's why I was like, because, I want to see them more because, because it looks to you, me, you got there's everybody. no way that those three cops, not one of them, because you don't give a fuck. Like, but, I could give two fucks. But, uh, it, it, but there's no way, there is no way I would even talk to that dude but, without running that plate first. But then again, those, why would you? But see, out of those three officers, that, that contact officer probably should have asked them to cover the cover. I bet Shit, you they probably cops, didn't. I bet you the contact officer ran that plate. It probably came back. Now, you know that from, all those plates come back to some from girl. The, from the... Now you assume it. You assume it come back to a girl. Ninety percent. I said. I said. You know how it goes. Assume it. You know how it goes. We can't assume. You know how it goes. When we assume, we make an ass out of ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) But no, from the video footage that I saw, my first impressions was he don't like the police anyway. Right. He don't. You know. Talk to him. He don't engage. He don't call the police because hey, we had. had, Remember we, we exactly. A lot and somebody in the comments even said it. They said, "Oh shit, you know he did that cop about to get it because look yeah. at the shirt he's wearing." <laughs> and, and that's why I thought when I saw the video, I was like, "There's no way." Now, if the cop is that stupid, I'll fucking call him out all day. Right. But like, I've got to think there's no way that cop's like, "Oh, a dude with a Black Lives Matter shirt on," are surrounded by a whole bunch of other people but, trying to break into a car. But, no way, but, no way. I'm starting that shit unless I know for a but, fact. Here's my other thing. If you was a criminal, you was gonna steal a car. Free officers. I ain't talking about they on their way to your monkey ass. Okay. They are out and they standing feet about five, six feet from you. Are you gonna continue to still try to break into okay, the day? So let car? me go with this. Let me go with this. Let me go with this. You run that plate and it comes back to a dude that has a warrant. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go, hey. Are you Jesse? Blah, 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 blah. You've got a warrant for your arrest, knowing that he's going to take off. You know he's a flight risk already. Yeah. Especially if you read his, his whole thing, because that's what it looked like to me. I, that they were like, hey, man, um, is this you on here or not? What, what's your ID? Who are you? You ain't, you ain't hearing what I'm saying. He continued while he was talking shit to the officer, the contact officer. The officer was asking, I ain't got to tell you nothing. I, ain't gotta, you I ain't don't think that. the cops thought he it was, was stolen. He was still, I don't think they did too. I think they figured he had a he, warrant. He was still, see, and that's, to be honest, um, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate Go here. Yeah. Officers, we do that shit. All the time. All the time. Motherfucker, I don't know him, but remember how they used to always make us want to do a field, FIR, oh, go yeah. out there and field report. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they everybody. ran that plate, and that plate came back to somebody with a warrant. Or you, if somebody got a warrant from that car, doesn't mean they have to own it. It means that they were driving it when they had it. And they don't know that that dude's the dude or not. You've got to have an idea. But here's the thing, though. The vehicle was parked. It was on the side of the road. It wasn't in motion. They didn't right. see the vehicle in motion. So that shit would have got thrown out in court. If that dude, if they would have got, I, I want to know what, what really went on. Because you got to think about it. The vehicle was parked on the side of the sure. road. So yeah, he was slim jimming it. And yeah. if they now, if you're slim jimming a car and that car doesn't come back to your name, that's reasonable suspicion. Unless, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then again, I don't know. What if I loan you my car and that shit happens? 
And you, you but I gave if they contact the, the register owner of that car, say, hey, do you own a such and such and such? Yes, sir. Do you have your car with you or do you know where your car is at right now? No, nah, my, my nephew got it. Da, 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 da. Right. Okay. That, all right. That that yeah, explains see, why he he, he got but it. No cop's going to go through all that. You're going to run that tag and you're <laughs> going to go. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. A lot of officers take, we they cut corners. I've cut corners before. Yeah. But a lot of I mean, how much cut, easier is cut, it to just be like, yo, let me see your ID but, real but, quick? Yeah, but again, we in that time where motherfuckers think they know their rights. They know right. the right. They really don't know. They This is shit. They learning off of YouTube videos and, and stuff. Yeah. People not, you know, <laughs> these uh, what you call those people, those uh, uh, I don't have to show you Sovereign shit. Citizens. Right. Yeah. I don't have to show you nothing. I have the right to yeah. video here on this property. I, th that's, this th that video to me like just it. screamed that those cops had other intentions and probably didn't give a fuck about the stolen car. If they didn't, they are the world's dumbest cops. But it really looked like to me that they were like, uh, this dude's got warrants. And, see, and he, all we need to do but, is identify see, him and then see, lock him see, up. But see, here's the thing. Too. And you know how cops get when you know somebody's going to run? It's oh, like yeah. you lose focus. And you, see, you're trying to keep them from running. See, and that's you're like, the funny thing. He didn't start backing away running until they wanted to put him in handcuffs. He said, oh, no, don't touch me. You ain't got to touch yeah. me. He started backing up. Well, and that's like, what's when in they it for him not him. to give that idea? Again, because of he's got one. What's, no, what's going on in the world today, the relationship between law enforcement and but citizens. But that, that, that's, that, that's been created from the citizens just like that guy. And it's also been created by bad Apple police officers. So good officers suffer from that shit. Yeah, but you know, it, it's really hard to make bad apple police officers in big cities. There's too many college kids, too many kids. Hold on, say that again. It's really hard to get bad apple cops in big cities. How, you talking about bust them or you no, talking about they, they they it's hard it's hard to be a bad apple cop in a big city police department. Shit. You ever seen the movie Serpico? No. Oh my gosh. It's you a ain't movie. Okay. But it's a see that's my thing is it's really it it's hard. Okay, so like let's like say you, Roots was a movie too, but it talked about slavery. <laughs> and it slavery was true. wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? The rewrite history. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um I'm just kidding. I mean, uh, but no, but what I'm saying is is in the southeast district where you and I work, right? Where it's the only place that, that cops could even you know, be confused of being racist because we deal with 100% black people yeah. all the time. Like, Blacks and Hispanics. That's, yeah, that was the population. 100%. So, you know, but <laughs> Shit, like... Shit, I was, look, how many think, dudes... You think that's something? I was the only black guy on my squad. Right. F squad. I, I was know. the only black only guy on my black, squad. only one black guy on my squad. And then there was one squad, Sergeant uh, Brown squad. He was the soul. I called him the soul patrol. I was mad because all of them were black. Out all, except oh, they had one oh, white oh. guy. <laughs> I was just saying, because mine was cool. all white for a while. <laughs> but what I, my thing is, is that I can't imagine being a bad apple in the Southeast history. You would have gotten your ass called out real fucking quick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. There's too many people that that aren't going to let you be a bad apple. Right. Like, if you went into the because, Raleigh Police Department and said, I'm a racist, or made hints that you're racist, they would send your ass... Man. To the North District so fucking fast. You would you would you would be on the carpet fast. Yeah. You I mean we tolerated. I mean, there was one guy, I can't even think of his name, but I knew he was racist. I mean, his stops, I used to hate checking in. I checked in with him a couple of times and I just how he talked to the people. You talking about St. Clair? <laughs> I can't I can't think of <laughs> the his country name. do the old dude from Johnson County? 
No, he's I the only one that I ever was like. I can't think of his name, but I know that juggle. You sit there, you like. I know he just didn't say that. And then he he, he said it to a black man. The black man looked at me. I'm like, and I guess the black man looking at me like, oh, this shit new to you too? Are you you're just as shocked as I am that he would say that? How and long I, did he last? Oh, it didn't last long. He his ass ended up getting fired because exactly, I mean he was getting dude. complaints every week. Exactly. Almost like it's, every it's, shift. It, that's what I'm saying. Like bad apples don't really make it in big city police departments anymore. So I mean, they get rid of that shit really, really fucking fast. The majority it, it, of your it, cops it, it, are it college students it depends. who have really, like really are super ideological. They've been brainwashed by big universities. They come out with this open-handed kindness, you know, vegetarians and you know the like. But I, I don't know. That that's one thing we need to do. We need to find an officer that's active. A bad cop or a retired officer or a former officer from a big city. Somebody from like Philadelphia or whatever. We need to bring them on the show and ask them that type of question. Ask, ask them, you know, the population. Because yeah. Raleigh, you know, I came from a small department. Well, right. actually, I came from, I was in Virginia. Yeah. Richmond City Sheriff's Office yeah. was the largest sheriff's office in the state of Virginia. And yeah, we had, you know, but we, they, we didn't have patrol duties. We was basically court in the jail. Sure. So when I came home North Carolina, I started out small police department, Clayton. Yeah. Little, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, little little you know, police department's a little bit easier for corruption to fall in yeah. because there's not there's not as many people to call you out for. But in a big city police officer where it's almost mandatory where the competition to be a cop there is so high, you gotta have college, you gotta have this, you gotta have that. Yeah. You know, it gets overlooked he, because of the numbers though. Like you say, a small department. It's easier to call the corruption out because it's a small number. I mean, shit. When no, I, was I think in, it's when I was in Clayton, when I was at Clayton, I was the only male black officer. Sure. The three years I was at Clayton. Yeah. Well, at towards the end, another brother came on. He was with the sheriff's office. He came over for us, and then shit. After I left, he didn't last long. He took his ass back to the sheriff's department. Yeah. And then there was one black female. Well, I think smaller departments are more susceptible to corruption than big departments because the small ones keep shit in house and they know who they're hiring because they're in they're they're hiring from within their town. Nepotism, the whole nine yards. In the big city, you don't know who you're fucking hiring. You're just hiring college students mainly. Yeah, but you, you also too with a small department, there's no way you could steal something from a car in Raleigh and get away with it. As an officer. If another cop saw you do it, you'd be fucked. And if you were accused of doing it, Raleigh Police Department would have treated you guilty until you were proven innocent. If you, if someone were to find out there was a hint of racism while you're in the Raleigh Police mm -hmm. Department, they would have shipped your ass you know, out you know, in you know a why? heartbeat. You know why? Because it's just like with sports, just like with, with athletes, people want your spot. Yeah. Let's take you and I, for instance. Like I, right. I, I take me, for instance. I'm doing comedy. Yeah. I'm doing movies. I was doing all that while I was an officer. Oh, yeah. Now, the people that I hung around or that, you know, that I was learning the craft was well-established A-list celebrities, stars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for some reason, the police department thought, hmm, why were I getting all this at? When I got my Mercedes, hmm, why I got a Mercedes? What are you doing to get out of Mercedes? You know, they ain't look yeah. at the off-duty work I was doing. They didn't, you know, I had to, I went through the legal stuff to, you know, let them know I was doing comedy right. and all that stuff. And I was getting paid for, what, you know, doing this and that. But they frowned upon that. They looked, hmm, he doing something corrupt. 
you know, they look at my films. Uh, yeah. uh, he, he's, he, you know, and it was, you know, my yeah. films, a couple of films I did was sure. about police stuff. Right. I played a detective. I played yeah. police officer. Oh, he's using police officer uh, stuff. Yeah. You know, do you see a, a Raleigh police badge? No. Now, there was, I did get permission. They try to get me because they, I went through what I thought thought was the proper channels to. Yeah, but I, get that was all just because they, the, the police department doesn't want anybody. They don't want you doing anything that's that they they can be considered or held liable to anyway. But, see, but they like, won't held liable. I, had I know, but they. Stuff, I mean, but I they, have the same. They argument. thought I was corrupt and was doing something wrong, and I'm sitting there thinking, motherfuckers, you got guys that's out here fucking women on duty. Oh, yeah. You got guys like what was the dude that was <laughs> had a prostitute that stole his damn MCT when he was out yeah. there training and all that. You got stuff like that, but you worried about me right. trying to shoot a movie? Yeah. A, good, a great film about police work and right. stuff. And I went through the proper channels in writing and everything that I thought was right. I went to my captain of that district and he actually, I ain't going to say he ate the bullet for me, but he was like, don't worry about it, White. I got you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, blah, blah, blah. like I think what you're trying to say is that like everybody's gunning for your job and they want your position. You know, oh, they yeah, pretty much wanted like you. That. Yeah. They wanted you out because they, you know, somebody wants to be a school resource officer. Of course, everybody wants that job. But well, like, it wasn't even about being a school resource officer. It was about being a person that was doing other things other than law enforcement. I believe. Or, or well, yeah, anything I, that I didn't that. benefit the police department. The police department. Yeah. No, I mean, See what I'm saying. Now I bet if I was. But that's what I'm saying. But my whole shit. point of it was is that it's it's too hard to. Um, you know, it's too hard to blame things on bad apple cops because I don't think in the last 25 years it has been bad apple cops that's causing any of the problems. I think what it is is that we're giving 100% to the bad apple society and they're the only ones that have a voice. Nobody gives a shit about the victims anymore. Everybody, it's it's only about the person. It's only about this dude that's trying to get into that truck um, that has the voice. And... um and it's it's only his side of the story that that's going to get told. And listen, when that when the whole story comes out and we find out that they did run the tag and the dude did have warrants or whatever it is that I think probably happened mm -hmm. or that the car belonged to to some old lady, mm -hmm. and 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 we we find out the whole story, they won't report on the whole story because we'll be like, oh well, that that's unfortunate. I need to find out but... where, where where was that at? What did that? What, what I gotta find. I'd out be, I'd be, let's see if I'm wrong. Right. Like either either I'm wrong or those are like really bad cops, and I'll fucking put my foot in my mouth. And I'll say you, those if, are really if your bad. Your ass wrong. Cops. You gonna drink? A, I'm gonna bring a red stripe Jamaican beer, and your ass got to drink one. <laughs> I'm gonna bring a six pack. You got to drink one. Listen, <laughs> I always have fun. Real quick, one feel good story. Um, this uh, this made national news, but then I did some more research into it, and it was nothing. The Wally, the emotional support alligator, went to see uh, the Phillies, and it went viral. They kicked him out of the stadium. I think the I'm not even you know the the article that I read really was more like salacious than anything. What really happened was this guy does have an, a six-foot emotional support, 55-pound alligator that he carries on a harness, and he takes it to shows and everything, and the Phillies baseball club team wanted to meet the alligator. So they asked him to bring the alligator there. He brought it there. They didn't run it by the staff. The staff was like, yo, you can't bring an alligator in here. He was like, no big deal. I'm leaving on the way out. People got some pictures and that was the end of it. Um, but you know, we had tweets from some guy named Howard Eskin. I don't know who he is. He's a blue check mark dude. Are you kidding me? A Phillies fan tried to come into the game tonight with what they said with the service animal and it was an alligator. Oh, and no, people are like this, the service animal stuff's gone too far. No, that wasn't what happened. 
The guy didn't try to get into an, a game with his emotional support alligator. He went because he was invited. And he says, uh, this is his quote, the guy who owns that. We were not there to go to the ball game, said Henny at 70 years old. We were there to meet the players. And what that's what we went there for. And we were invited. I didn't just show up. To understand the backstory, you need to know, as Wally's myriad of local admirers and online fans do, just how beloved this 80 this eight-year-old alligator is already. He has 27,000 fans on Instagram and 114,000 followers on TikTok. And so one of these Philly guys invited him to bring the damn gator in to meet the players and pose for photos. So, you know, um, it's just because that the, the people at the stadium didn't quite know what was going on. So again, like, you know, again, really great news, but you have to read all the way to the bottom to find out that <laughs> nobody got kicked out of the fucking game for an emotional support alligator. Okay. Who the, who the fuck? Want emotional? Yeah, everybody gonna be emotional in there. <laughs> yeah, right. they are gonna be scared. It's but an alligator. Want, that's just part of the joke. Like the guy doesn't right. really, you know what I mean? It's not, you know. But he's got an alligator on a fucking harness. It's like hilarious. Man, look, you know, you, good for did, him. Did you see? They said he had him dressed up. He was a, a usher in a wedding. Yeah, yeah. They had him on a leash. Had him dressed up yeah. in a tux. And I mean, shit. That's what he does. It's you know, it's a it's an alligator in Philadelphia. But it's like pretty this. cool. It's like this. You know what type of animal he. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit. People have dogs, like you have a dog, yeah. right? And when I see, I look at the dog. I don't ask you no dumbass question like, "Do he bite? He got teeth? Yeah, he yeah he yeah, bite, bites, you know." Yeah. But is he friendly? Is he you know? Because dogs, I've been yeah, around dogs all my life. Dogs can be wagging a tail yeah. and my still like, bite your ass. My, you my know? dog's a bitch too. But an alligator. <laughs> No, Come on, man! I don't. Have you ever seen? You ever seen those shows where the guy uh, they doing those little exhibits or whatever, yep. and the alligator got his mouth oh, and they're sticking they their head in, in and there and all that? Oh, yeah, that. that one dude did that shit in a sweat. One little drop yeah. of sweat hit his tongue. That level closed his mouth on his head. Yeah, no, I ain't awesome. messing with it. It's like I'm I see those videos those of them eat. dudes with bears. They got a bear, a tiger, and a lion. All three of them lived together. They was abandoned and hurt. And he raised them from cubs on up. Yeah. Oh, and they, they ate his and, ass. They, and they know. Yeah. No. So, an alligator? Yeah. No, Hell I don't mess no. around with it. Listen, I love it when those people get Make eaten. Make some boots uh, out of them. Up, tomorrow, man. True Crime Tuesday, we got a special guest. Uh, on the 27th, 26th and 27th, we will be down at uh, Jacksonville, Florida. We'll be in Ponte Vedra Beach at the Island Girls Cigar Bar with Ken Shamrock before the Valor uh, fight. So, if you want to come down to Florida, Ponte Vedra, it's a little meetup, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Did you tell him what I said? What? I won't slap shit out of him. No, I didn't tell him. Should have told him. You no, say, I'm hey. a bitch. You should say, hey, man, my, my, my black clothes. That dude. He, you could have boosted up my stat. He's about, he about six five. He, he, he looked like he looked like John Jones. <laughs> of MMA, John Jones, the champion. champion. He looked about like him. He's big. John Jones hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. That's good. It's gonna be a fun meetup. And then on November eleventh, you yep, and I have yep, our yep. show. And um, I will post a link in the Instagram storyboard tonight. Yep. Um, tickets go for sale. you. You can get the tickets on if the you want to come on the 11th in so North Carolina, Clay, North Carolina. Uh, this month? Yeah. No, this tickets is, on sale. Oh, tickets are on sale this on month right 11th. now. Yeah, so but it's for days. November 11th. Right, right. Give everybody um, 30 days. 30 days, yep. You know, and then on the 12th, Jay and I are opening up for Benny Montez in Raleigh, North Carolina. Also, if on the 11th, if you uh, got a promo code, Uncuff, 
Oh. If they use the promo on Cuff to get save a few dollars oh. on the show. Okay. Uh, you know, Shit, for the, for the I didn't show. Even know so, that. You got uh, deals Uncuff. Right? Yep. We got uh real quick, uh Deadleg, who's our guest tomorrow? I don't know who she has. I remember. I just remembered she has someone scheduled. One of her friends. Uh, yeah, or police some, crime, some true crimes thing. Kendra, yep. Yeah, Jay Rama. I am. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Go follow Uncuffed. Failure to stop Uncuffed on Instagram. Leave us a five star rating and review if you haven't already. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. And um, if you want to give somebody a shout out, go to Uncuffed. Leave Jay Durrell a message on Uncuffed, who you want to shout out and why. We'll shout him out next week on Monday. Until tomorrow for True Crime Tuesday, this is Eric Tanzi and Jay Durrell White. Guns up. Giddy up. Yeah.